What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human beings too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how many years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual combo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. We are so grateful that you're here. So if you enjoyed this podcast and want to connect further, we invite you to follow along on Instagram at what the actual fork pod and subscribe, rate and review our podcast so we can continue to share this message with more and more people. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of what the actual fork podcast. Jenna, how are you? Do you ever like almost slip and say what the actual fuck podcast? Because I think about that all the time. (laughs) I mean, if we did, it would be very on brand. So it's totally fine. Unless it's like a copyright infringement of another podcast we don't know about. But (laughs) who who knows? You know, I'm okay today. I like... I'm lying. I'm I'm not great, but, but I think that every Tuesday is just like such a whirlwind for me because the weekends are amazing that we're all home and together, but they're really long. They feel like when like you're managing like so many different schedules for tiny children and yourself and your significant other and like you try and pack so much into the weekends that like by the time Monday comes around, it's like I'm so tired. But I feel like by Monday, I'm like so exhausted. And then by Tuesday, it's like, that's when I have to get my son to school in the morning. So like by 9 a.m. on Tuesday, I feel like I've lived seven lives. So by two o'clock on Tuesday, it's like, where am I? <laughs> yes. I just want to say yes to all of that. Like, it's so funny. The weekends as a parent, especially as a parent who has a child in full-time daycare, like the weekends are like not a break. Like they're the opposite of a break. Totally. Um, and again, full-time daycare, like by the time 8.30 a.m. rolls around, the shit I have already completed in my home, like I look around and I'm like, wow, like breathe, like what just happened. So right there with you, with all you know, of that. And I know we're going to talk about a specific topic today. And I was going to use a, what the actual fork moment about just like social media and gut health in general. Oh, there's our topic, gut health people. Um, so stick Here around. But I, I actually have like a different one that I want to share. And I think it's something that can tie in our parent listeners, like our mommy listeners and just our general nutrition listeners as well is like, I was feeling so out of control and overwhelmed. I still am in like so many different areas of my life. I feel like I take on a lot. I know I can handle a lot, but like having two kids is a lot. Running businesses is a lot. Like it's just, it's all a lot. Right. And I was starting to feel like so claustrophobic in my space. And something that I'm realizing that I'm not good at as a human being is organization. And like I can organize, I enjoy the 
active organization, but I'm not good at processes. And recently you and I have hired the same um, manager for our businesses who has taken my business from something that was like a messy hobby that was actually a business and like organized it into processes and like has created just so much efficiency for me that I didn't realize that I needed. And then I'm looking around my house and I'm like, why is my house any different than that? Like I'm really good at certain things and I need to ask for help in the areas that I'm not. So really long story short today, I had a woman come over who I found through social media, which is one of the reasons I love social media, um, to help me create some organizational systems like in my spaces in my home, like my closet. Like right now I have my maternity clothes still in there. I have the clothes from pre-baby that, you know, don't fit my body right now. I have postpartum clothes. I have all the seasons in one and I go in there and of course I'm feeling overwhelmed and stressed and frustrated because nothing has like a system or a place and I don't even know what fits and what doesn't. I still have my clothes from like when I worked a corporate job at ShopRite. Like where am I wearing these things, right? Do you still have your polo? I absolutely do not. (laughs) Okay. I do not either. I was just wondering. I had like and your lab coat. We wore a lab <laughs> coat in the supermarket for anybody that was wondering. I hope I do. I do have my poster in the basement because like, why would I throw that away? But you know, anyways, oh I just feel like between there and like my bathroom closet and like all of these places, like I sent her this message and I'm like, listen, you might think I'm like really put together based on my social media, but like I'm an absolute mess when it comes to this. And this is super vulnerable of me and I really need help. And it's causing me stress and chaos. And if I invite you into my home, please don't judge me. But like, I would really, I think this would really change like the trajectory of my day. So that is something that all of this to say, like asking for help is really hard. It can be really hard, but the payout and payoff, I think can be really beautiful and that can be applied to whatever you need it to be and whatever you need to hear it for today, whoever you are listening. (laughs) Totally agree. And I feel like we've talked about this on other episodes and I know you, I don't, have you started your home construction project yet or not yet? It's the windows and doors have been ordered. Okay. It's starting. (laughs) Okay. Because that was like a huge trigger for me when my space was very cluttered Mm. and like things were just, it was just it oh it just caused like that suffocating feeling that you were talking about and like claustrophobia and like being stuck and like it's really really hard to focus on something when your space is like that i know i'm like but then like my husband like didn't even care didn't notice and i'm like how like how <laughs> are you functioning and so i'm i i agree so much with you and i think whether that's being a mom and and that organization or even if you're you're working from home in a job and you're surrounded by this work environment that's also where you're living or like you said like the digital clutter of an yes. inbox or which I know that she cleared I had 12,000 emails I'm like don't judge me like I oh my god it was but but like you said like dropping those walls and any shame that you would feel and just like asking for help can be so helpful because then you can have clarity for what you're trying to achieve. And so, no, I totally agree. And that's something as I've aged and as the years tick by, I 
love being like clutter free and just simplicity. It's so calming. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And I was talking to one of my friends this morning and like, I couldn't agree more that like as a mom, there are certain or a parent, there are certain areas of your home that you just have to like turn a blind eye to it, like, and allow a little bit of mess, like the playroom, for example, no matter how many times I organize it, it's a playroom and that's what it's supposed to be. Um, and like, all of that is okay, but there's area and there's so much truth to the fact that like, when your closet looks a certain way, like that's how your brain feels. Right. And like, mm-hmm. that was never something I subscribed to. Cause I could function on like some chaos. And like, I, I typically thrive on a little bit of chaos, but like right now I'm feeling like literally out of control in so many areas. And to me, like going in there and then thus picking the same fucking sweatshirt every time that I look in the closet, like was making me feel more heightened. And like, I just, I think my point in saying this is like, there's a lot of shame when you feel like you can't control certain things and like you should quote unquote heavy air quotes and like having your home tidy and neat or whatever it is feels like something you should do. Um, But asking for help, I think I feel like de-stressed even a little bit today from that experience that was only a couple hours ago. So if that encourages somebody else to reach out for help in any area of their life, I hope it does. Yeah. And it's not like we're talking about like that girl aesthetic, right? Where oh, you God, see those, no. <laughs> like, I don't want it to be misconstrued. And no, it, 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 and you know, and it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter what color your home is. It doesn't matter how updated it is. Like it doesn't matter in any way, shape or form, but just having those little organizational systems can be so helpful. Like I think of my master bath is one that was always like one of the last things for me because like nobody sees it. Right. It's just yeah. my husband and I, and I finally like threw away and got rid of all the shit that I don't use and put things in places and built these little shelves. And like, now I actually clean my face. <laughs> like I would, like, I would literally sometimes choose not to do something that I knew that would make me feel more physically, mentally, and emotionally pleasant because the act of like sorting through the things that I needed to get there was too overwhelming. Mm. So I think like that it's on that same note of whether it's your closet, whether it's your pantry, like if going into your pantry is going to cause you stress, And now you're like overwhelmed and choosing a snack because you don't even know what you have or you don't know how to pair things together. It's like, I think those things can be really helpful. 
I just had to look up what that girl aesthetic was, and that is not what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know when it's like the Mac, it like always starts with the Mac computer screen switching over from like 4:59 a.m. to like 5 a.m. and then her like she's like coming out of her crisp white sheets and then she's filling up like That's water with lemon and then she's then she's drinking her greens powders. Then she's, you know, and then she's going on her four mile run and now it's 5.30 a.m. And she's still, like, it's like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what we're talking about here. Like, no, not, not with, like, this morning I was woken up. So, so last night the baby slept well and I was woken up from my toddler who was banging on his crib so loud like kicking the wall of it so that like that little gap between the wall and like the back of the crib was like hitting the wall and making like it it sounded like the house was gonna fall down (laughs) so like I'm woken up and I was already awake but I was like forced to stop what I was doing and start my day to that which like elevated my stress level and then I wasn't dressed yet so I walked into this closet and elevated my stress level even more and it was just like we got to rein it in somewhere like we got to get some systems here to make ourselves you know feel a little bit more I don't know okay would be a good word like not good but okay (laughs) yeah yeah and regulated right like so some of that is regulating emotions and reaction to those things that we can't control but then also to not continuously add like triggers to to that to the chaos Mm. yes Yes. love that oh i totally agree (laughs) Totally agree. That's why you'll always see my rainbow bookshelf behind me. And like, I have certain things that I really, really enjoy. I love that. Okay, Jenna. So I know that you and I have been using Lumi deodorant and all of their products. Um, and honestly, I have really honed in on the wipes for the longest time, but I just recently have really been using the toasted coconut deodorant have you used it yet? Oh, of course I have. Okay, because I was using the liquid lavender sage before, hadn't smelled the toasted coconut, and might I say, and you can ask my husband this, I do not smell bad. And I cannot say this, like, I'm sharing this so publicly because being pregnant slash when I was in my postpartum days, like my stench has never been the same. Things are changing. Hormones are raging. Ain't that Um, the truth? (laughs) Going through IVF, like all of the things. And when I tell you that like my deodorant or excuse me, because of the deodorant, my pits smell like a beautiful toasted coconut and smell so good. Like I can't get over it. And it's not that the lavender sage doesn't smell good. The toasted coconut just agrees more with my pits. And I was so excited to be able to record with you so I could tell you this. I am so happy for you. And I'm just reminiscing about how toasted coconut was the first one that I tried and how I'm currently using, I can't think of the flavor. It's the purple stick. So I think, is it lavender? I think it's the lavender sage. Cause that's the, what the, um, um, liquid. It is. It's the yes. lavender sage. Okay. And that one so, didn't agree with me, I think. And so we have different odors. Maybe. No, I was going to say that one's like, okay, but the coconut is like Mecca. Like I think okay. it is absolutely the 
best smelling one. And like, you feel very fresh. Like you should be on an Island or something. I don't know. But I think after this, everybody needs to order the coconut. Let's see if we can sell it out. (laughs) It's a special (laughs) offer for our listeners. New customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code fork at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code fork. Let's all smell fresh as coconuts, people. I feel like we should jump headfirst into gut health because we've been seeing a bunch of bullshit online as we always do. Mm-hmm. Um, I li- I meant to take a picture the other day when I was wa- I was in Target as I am often, and I was walking past like the supplement section and like the end cap for months now in the pharmacy is just bloom, and I'm like, yeah, how much are they paying for that? Yeah. And you know what? Noah and I went to Ulta the other day just to like kill some time. Great store, by the way. Um, and there was a whole end cap of Lemmy, which is Courtney Kardashian's supplement. I don't Kardashian's even know, oh, I don't even know it. And it was all like de-bloat and blah, blah, blah. And like w- normally it would be like, oh, like, of course. But like Ulta is a very teen focused like Sephora, right? Like I okay. I see on social media that like a lot of teens love and there was tons of them in the store when we were there. Um uh, they love Ulta because of maybe better sales or whatever it is. And there's a bunch of like younger looking brands there. Um okay. or brands that attract the younger kids. And like when you walk in, like one of like the main things that you see is like this de bloat supplement from a Kardashian. And it's like, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, come no. on, and and I don't think of those things being in a store that sells like primarily like women's makeup or like beauty or or just like makeup in general, right? Or um, beauty products. So that's it's like, why do we need to cross over there? Like, let's let this be an expression of an artistic ability and not not be pushing supplements in these stores. That's crazy. Um, so I think it's. I mean, it's February now. January is finally over. <laughs> I don't know if you feel the same way, but it was a very long month. Um, very long. But in January, obviously with all resolution talk and everything else, there was a huge push for gut health. And I think where I have a challenge like with my own expression of nutrition these days is trying to help people understand that like caring about things like your gut health is really important, right? Like it's mm-hmm. absolutely something that you should care about. And when you type that into social media, which we did before we started recording, what you see as gut health is completely inaccurate. So like helping you bridge that gap to caring about your health and not obsessing over it is like lately been my greatest passion (laughs) because the misinformation is rampant. Yes. And I think there's that misinformation, right? Or the, the misconceptions of if you're trying to help someone find food freedom or be an intuitive eater or, you know, eat without guilt and shame that that just means saying yes to every food all the time, you know, just gorging yourself with food. And like we talk about many weeks, like unconditional permission to eat is so important when you're making peace with food. And that doesn't mean that you're going to eat all of the things all of the time and that you're not going to be able to listen to your body because there's, you know, people will say, well, this food doesn't make me feel pleasant when I eat it. So a big part of what we do as dietitians in session, right, is 
really helping people connect to how they feel when they're eating, not only what they're eating, but the amount that they're eating, the frequency in which they're eating it, the way that they're pairing it with other foods, in addition to the medical diseases and conditions they have. So there's so much nuance to this. Um, but there's so much bullshit on the internet when it comes to gut health. Like I, I, yeah. So let's get into like our biggest gut health tips. And I, I remember I'm going to actually, I I didn't even think of this before we started recording, but I'll never forget when I got the email from Drew Barrymore's producer asking me to come on the show and they wanted me to talk about gut health. Like I had a visceral, I had like, I have like a flush right now thinking about it. I had like a visceral reaction because I was like, I cannot say no to this opportunity and there is nothing I want to talk about less than gut health (laughs) because I knew that in a two to five minute segment talking to Drew Barrymore, it was going to be extremely difficult to combine all of the nuance of what I wanted to say and work with a product that I truly do love and like get this message across. So luckily we somehow pulled it off and I'm like very proud of how it turned out. But it was, it's like one thing I honestly steer away from because of how much nuance it is and how misconstrued things get. It's yeah. And I think that when it comes to even just hearing the word gut health, like we assume being on social media and we've been critiqued that we talk about social media too much. Right. But I think the reason for it is, is because we see what people are seeing And without the knowledge that we have from being in school for X amount of years and then layering on all the experience, when you hear the word gut health now, you correlate it to something negative or like negative information when like the reality is, is that there are a lot of people out there suffering from true gut health issues and don't have the ability to sift through the information to find what's actually health promoting for their gut. And that's where like the, the, the web gets tangled or however you want to say it. A hundred percent. And as someone who like, I feel like I've talked about my gut health issues on here, maybe not to this extent. And so we could do like a series on this, but like my whole life. Yeah, Sammy, tell us about your diarrhea. (laughs) Oh, I'll tell you all about my diarrhea. I have IBS. I have GERD. I have three autoimmune conditions. Like my, my gastrointestinal health has been a nightmare my entire life. And on top of all of that, I was extremely disordered for 10 plus years, which made it completely exacerbated and was truly, I think a lot of the root cause even more so than the things that I just named. I think those were things that were just kind of like tacked on to me because they couldn't figure out what was wrong. Um, so yeah, there are definitely things I feel like we can make this simple, easy, tangible takeaways for people that want to improve their gut health. Like where do they need to start? So I'm going to pass it over to you and then we can just riff back and forth on whatever's coming up for us. So it is incredibly real that your gut health literally impacts like your whole health and body and being, right? Like that is very real. It impacts your digestion of obviously, um, also your immune health and like your immune support in general and your mental health, because when you don't physically feel good, it impacts your mental health. So like that is all incredibly real. Um, and again, there are things that you can do that are incredibly realistic and sustainable and don't require a ton of supplements to help support 
your gut health and hormones, not balance it, not um, what are the other like buzzwords out there that people use to describe it. But overall, I think the most like encompassing word is how can you best support your gut or your microbiome, which is another word that is incredibly tossed around and misused on social media. But your gut health or your microbiome has millions and trillions and billions of bacteria in them. The more diverse your diet is, meaning the more variety of food that you eat, the more improved your microbiome is. And I think that's like number one is that like you see these diets, like the carnivore diet, for example, that like wants you to only eat red meat. What do you think that's doing to the diversity of the pre and probiotics in, or the probiotics, excuse me, in your stomach? Like the bacteria in your stomach is literally dwindling when the types of food you eat are so restricted. So my first tip is variety. Like the more variety you have in your diet, meaning the food that you eat, the more improved in theory without, you know, medical conditions noted, allergies, et cetera, the more variety equals a more improved gut microbiome and diversity. Love that. Absolutely love that. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? (laughs) Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. One thing I guess it's, you know, when we're talking about microbiome versus like gut health in general, I think I kind of like automatically wrapping up like digestive symptoms into this as well, because what comes up for me in addition to variety would be like frequency slash consistency of nourishment Mm. Yeah, because I can't tell you how many people come to me saying, well, I can't eat X, right? Let's say it's ice cream. Uh, I can't eat ice cream. It makes me feel physically unpleasant and I experience bloating, constipation, diarrhea, you name it. And then now there are people, there are some people, right, where ice cream is going to upset their stomach and their digestive system and there might be intolerances or allergies or you name it. So where I want to take this conversation though is when someone tells us a certain food upsets their gut, right, and doesn't feel pleasant, it's important to ask questions of when are we consuming it? How much are we consuming of it? What did we have earlier that day? Because if you go a long period of time without eating, let's say four, five, six hours, and then you sit down and consume a very large quantity of any food, I don't care if it's hummus, I don't care if it's ice cream, I don't care what it is, you are going to have symptoms that don't feel pleasant, whether it's distension, burping, could be indigestion, could be diarrhea, could be constipation. Like our body and our digestive system is like a muscle that needs to be consistently worked to to feel pleasant and work properly. And so if we are not eating for long periods of time and then consuming large quantities of food in one sitting, is it really that you have a gut health issue 
Or is it that we need to look at the frequency and consistency of nourishing your body to support your digestive system to work as it should? Because that's something as someone who is super disordered, I struggled with forever. And I know I talk about her a lot, but Clara, your dietitian BFF made a post the other day that correlated orthorexia, which we've discussed in a previous Mm -hmm. episode, and overuse of supplementation for basically what's missing in your diet to quote unquote improve gut health. But like when we make the circle and we think about like how this all connects, right? It's like if we weren't overly restricting and we were eating consistently, maybe we wouldn't need all of those supplements to fix a quote unquote gut health problem that we created, right? Correct. Like it's, it's all works together when we start to think outside the box, right? Outside the box, AKA eating food, <laughs> right? And that's, what's crazy. And I say that like, like about myself, like I think about my most disordered self and again, how I would go to all of these doctors and it was never talked about what I was eating, how much I was eating, when I was eating, you know, my, what my relationship with food was like, um, no, none of no. that. Mm -mm. So on that note, I think another thing that really does help gut health is controlling your, not controlling, is managing your stress. And we talked about before. I wrote that uh, down and I knew that you were going to say My favorite. But like we talked about it before about controlling your emotions or, you know, regulating yourself, which is really hard, especially if you have small kids and you have to teach them how to regulate themselves and you can't regulate yourself. Like that's where I am currently. Like we're getting dysregulated best. from our closets <laughs> and our master bathrooms <laughs> being unorganized because we're about to fucking snap every moment. Uh, yeah. Literally I totally every moment. Get it. So like that is wreaking havoc on my quote unquote gut health, not like what I don't know what social media might say is, but like literally this stress that you feel about eating, not eating, working out, not working out, parenting, whatever, working, all of these things, that stress is something that is actually creating inflammation and causing, you know, dysregulation in our central nervous system, which is connected to our overall gut microbiome health. So I'm not saying you need to get rid of your stress. I'm saying that a goal or something that can be worked on would be doing your best to manage your stress load, pausing, taking deep breaths in the moment when you feel that stress rising, whatever your stress response is, and then doing something, even if it's lighting a candle, even if it's shaving your chin hairs, because <laughs> that's sometimes my stress response. Even Shana if is constantly so shaving her face on this podcast, when, if you didn't I'm know that. stressed, I literally just like overshave my chin. Um, <laughs> twinkle, the little twinkles. But I can't with you. These are my favorite. Um But whatever it is to like bring yourself back to a semblance of, I don't know, some peace is really, really important. And that will have a positive correlation to your overall gut health. Yes. And even if it's, well, I was just going to say, even if we take a step backwards and say like, even if it's just having awareness that your stress 
is one of the things causing, mm. right, these symptoms. Because for me, for so long, it was like what you were talking about before. It's like, oh, no, I'm not getting this nutrient. Or, oh, no, I'm deficient and I'm not getting enough greens or whatever it is. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so building the awareness around the stress, even if you can't do anything about it yet, I think can be really profound. Um, I know I'm going to be stealing one of yours because you talk about this often, but water and H2O is an absolute game changer when it comes to gut health. Um, Thinking about how every single cell in our body needs water to function properly when we look at the digestion of our nutrients, the absorption of being able to use the vitamins and minerals that we're consuming. Um, that does not mean if right now you're someone who's drinking 16 ounces of water a day, that now you need to be drinking a gallon of water a day. Like we don't need to be doing anything drastic, but can we have a water bottle with a straw? So if we're on work meetings, we can, I know, right. We can sip or while we're driving, it makes it easier to sip. So if you're, you know, running a bunch of errands or picking kiddos up or whatever you're doing, you don't have to unscrew the cap and throw your head back. Like you can just take a sip. Um, I think, again, even if it's just building awareness of what is my general water intake like every single day. And as we said earlier, like these are not things you have to do. These are not requirements. These are not rules. These are things that we know will have a profound impact on your gut health um, and just your overall health, right? Not just, but, but like you said, and how you brought us in was great. Like your gut health really does impact your overall health. So it's all interconnected. And like even talking about this, like it's very obvious why most people, many people, some people, people in general don't want to believe that this is what creates health outcomes because it's not saying do this and you will get that. It's not saying do this for seven days and you will get that. There are no clear outcomes, right? However, what we do know from research and experience and science and all of the things is that if you can be consistent with this and make these habits your baseline and you still feel off, then it's easier to find solutions um, and support from different experts in the field to help you feel better. But if you don't feel good, and you're not doing any of these things, the problem is, is that most people, many people, people will jump over all of the things that we're saying and go right to the supplements. And you can also over supplement yourself, right? And you can also take, you know, probiotics for too long or take them incorrectly and cause new problems to, to pop up, right. By watching somebody else's like supplement routine on social media and implementing that it might not be the right supplement routine for you. And so like, there's, there is harm that can be done without getting individualized care when it comes to nutrition. And I think that that's something that is not talked about enough, especially with the virality of videos that, that can happen with misinformation. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. 
So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes. Yes. I think I feel like that we should end it right here because. Well, wait, I have one more. Okay, fine. Actually eating foods with probiotics is really important too, right? So like you don't necessarily have to take a probiotic. If you are traveling overseas, if you're traveling in general, like, and you're, you know, in the air, that cabin pressure, you know, going from place to place or whatever it is, away from home for a while, off your sleep um, habits, whatever else, travel in general is a great time to implement use of a probiotic. If you were previously on antibiotics, after that finishes, taking a probiotic for around a month, a week, whatever it is that's recommended for you is recommended. Um, when you're sick, but maybe you're not on antibiotics and you're off or, you know, you're super hungover or whatever, that kind of stuff happens. Taking a round of probiotics is not a bad idea, but I do not believe that probiotics are meant to be used in the long term, and that is something that most people do not understand, but eating probiotic-rich foods is something that you can do every single day and should prioritize, and that could be things like yogurt, sauerkraut, kimchi, kefir, tempeh, tempeh, um, et cetera, and the fermented foods in general. And those can help support the probiotics in your body instead of relying again on a supplement. Yes. And I'm glad you brought that up because especially in the specialty cases of being on a round of antibiotics, it's cold and flu season. There's lots of bugs going around. So remembering that if you are on antibiotics, it it cannot decipher what is your good versus bad bacteria. If you do have a bacterial infection and it's going to knock out all of that bacteria in your gut. So yes. the more that you can support, you know, some of that bacteria back into your gut, the better. So I think this is great. I think it, it again, it's, it's simple. It's a good place it's, to start. It's tangible. <laughs> um, and just like with a relationship with food, this is not meant to create guilt or shame of all these things that you should be doing or you need to be doing. Um, if you find that you feel paralyzed and can't do anything and feel guilt or shame for that, that is another sign that it could be a great, great option to work with a registered dietitian who can help you implement these types of habits, behaviors, um, and, and patterns. And as Jenna and I say, and have said on previous episodes, we both take insurance and our practices. We have teams of registered dietitians who are happy to help and support your gut health and beyond. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all of your friends and faves, and don't forget to rate and review and let us know what you want to hear more of. The more we hear from you, the more that we can make these episodes exactly what you want. We would also love to connect with you on Instagram at whatthefork.pod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week for more fun.